Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. I'm very pleased to welcome back Sally Rogers for Song of the Soul today. I'm a longtime fan of Sally's, mixing as she does traditional folk roots, spiritual religious roots, reaching back in time, and part of the social justice passions I've lived with all of my life. We also sing some of Sally Rogers' songs at the monthly song circle I'm part of here in Eau Claire, and one of the most precious is a poem she put to music called The Touch of the Master's Hand. Added to her musical gifts is her frequent collaboration with Claudia Schmidt, another of the epic music makers of my generation who I've adored since the early 1980s. It's been 12 years since I welcomed Sally Rogers here on Northern Spirit Radio, and I'm chomping at the bit, so we'll head straight to Skype to connect with her over in Connecticut. Sally, after such a long time, it's such a joy to have you back for Song of the Soul. Well, it's great to be back. I can't imagine I got by without having you on for a full hour. The amount of music that you've been creating has been tremendous. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much. One of the songs, and you you told me this before we got on the air, we want to start off right away with a song since we're talking about welcome time. I think you're all about the welcome. Tell me the song that you want to start with. I think we should start out with We Are Welcomed which is the title song of the eponymously named album with Claudia Schmidt and myself. And is there any other sense besides an album and the eponymously named album that you use the word eponymous? Uh, no, but I was really happy to be able to use it just now. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. And I, it makes me feel welcome to hear that kind of language as we listen to Sally Rogers share her song, We Are Welcomed. Welcome 
regular listeners for Song of the Soul will be surprised that I featured a song this early in the interview. Usually I chat for at least five minutes before we jump into a song, but it seemed a propitious moment. And I don't know how many times people use words like propitious and eponymous, but it gives me joy in my life. (laughs) We are welcomed. We are welcomed by the extreme vocabulary that we like to use. There's no big words in the song. I know. There's loves and dreams and joy and hope and song. And what inspired this song? Where does it come from? Well, I wrote this song as a challenge to myself to write a song that had one sentence. So it's one sentence that's broken up and then put back together, and it has a parenthetical clause in the middle. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, but basically it's one sentence, and then each verse, of course, has a different word that is zippered in and out. What happened was Claudia and I were making this new album a few years ago. I think it was in 2015 or 16. And we were looking for, you know, new material. And Claudia asked me if I'd written anything new. And I said, nah, I haven't really. I I was mostly working with kids at the time. And any songs I'd written were written to make the day go by in, in school, you know. So I couldn't think of anything. But then I was looking through a folder full of ideas, you know, song ideas and stuff. And I found this. I had written it. And forgotten about it. So I said, well, how about this one? And she liked it a lot. And we worked out an arrangement. And we love what Duke Levine did when he played uh, Steel on it. It's really, really nice. Well, it's a wonderful zipper song. And I think zipper songs are something that... I don't know who started zipper songs. I mean, I imagine they go way back. But in terms of their popularity, Bruce O'Brien introduced me to the concept of zipper songs. I certainly had heard some before, but I hadn't known they were zipper songs. Mm -hmm. I think they're particularly good for sing-alongs, which is what folk music is all about, people singing together. Absolutely. Which is a hard thing to think about when you've got wonderful singers, performers like you and Claudia. I mean, the voices that you bring to your singing are so rich that maybe I guess the rest of us feel like we can open our mouths and we won't be darkening the world because of the brightness you bring. Yeah. <laughs> well, Claudia and I both have as part of our mission in life to get people singing. And so an awful lot of the songs that we do in concert have at least some portion that people can join in on. Um, not everything, but you know, a good portion of it. I also, there's one of my give backs to the community. I run a song swap here locally on third Fridays at the Vanilla Bean Cafe. We get about between 25 and 40 people that show up and we have Rise Up Singing as a source and Rise Again, both books, if we need lyrics. But people also bring songs from their own repertoire and sometimes they bring lyrics and sometimes not. So, you know, we we get to have a really nice sing-along and oftentimes with great harmony. So that's really, really fun and something 
I recommend it to communities across the country. Oh, I'm totally for them. We have a monthly song circle here as well in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and you're in... I'm in Pomfret, Connecticut, the northeast corner of the state. It's as far away from New York City as you can get and as close to Boston as you can get and still be in Connecticut. So, folks, on the third Fridays of the month, Vanilla Bean Cafe, Pomfret, Connecticut, is where you want to go to join in singing with Sally Rogers and other folks. Does Claudia come to that typically? Not usually. Usually, I'm one of the leaders. We have about four people who help lead the songs and, and accompany them. And sometimes I can't come because I'm on the road or you know have other commitments, but I'm there as much as I possibly can be. You said Rise Up Singing books you have there. I assume you have Rise Again as well, which features some of your music as well. Yeah, both books have my songs. Rise Up Singing, I think, has three of my songs, and Rise Again has six. Going to Plant Me a Garden, I think, is one of them. Yeah. Do you remember the others? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I I know in the first book, in Rise Up Singing, it's Lovely Agnes, Circle of the Sun, and Love Will Guide Us. In the second book, I think... In the name of our children is maybe in there, and we will build this house and going to plant me a garden for sure. I can't remember the rest of them, but there's like six, I think. I had Annie and Peter on to share when Rice again came out, and I asked them to pick out some representative songs from that, and they chose Gonna Plant Me a Garden amongst the five or six songs oh, that they included. Nice so, yeah, you are dearly loved, and your music is inspirational for the world. So let's have another one. Maybe we could do In the Name of Our Children. Okay, and again, In the Name of Our Children is a zipper song as well. It is a zipper song, and it was written at the Children's Music Network annual gathering. Children's Music Network is an organization, an international organization that promotes empowering kids through music. I wrote this song based on a talk that was given by Nona Beamer. Nona Beamer is a native Hawaiian woman. She's since passed, but she uh, was very much a leader in her community and the keeper of the native Hawaiian chants and songs. And she spoke at CMN. She was our guest speaker. And she mentioned that most Hawaiian chants end with the phrase, in the name of all of our children, which You know, when you think about Christian prayers, they often end with in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But these, in Hawaii, it's uh, in the name of all of our children. In some ways, it's the same thing, and and in some ways, it's different. I like the thought of ending a prayer thinking of our children and thinking of the future. I think it's a very hopeful way. So that's what the name of this song is. Inspiration for the song In the Name of all our children, Sally Rogers here today for Song of the Soul. Remember the young ones 
beautiful song courtesy of our guest sally rogers here today for song of the soul last time i had her on was back in 2007 that's incredible that i've somehow managed to not call you up and get you to share more of your songs because you've released so much music i wonder how many songs you've written since i last talked to you 2007 (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i mean so many of the songs that i've written in that period of time were not songs necessarily for public consumption. I mean, I've done an awful lot of work with kids. I I was a public school music teacher pre-K to grade four for 16 years. And so a lot of the songwriting that I did was in my classroom. I'm also a resident artist through the Connecticut Office of the Arts and also through Arts for Learning Connecticut. I'll go into schools and do songwriting that has to do with classroom curriculum. And so One of the projects that I did, actually, about 10 years before we last spoke, I had a a project called Songs of the Heritage Corridor. And we live in what's called a National Heritage Corridor. And it's historically an interesting place. Where we live is called the Last Green Valley, because if you look at a map at night of the U.S., this part of Connecticut is dark, about the only place that's dark on the East Coast. So uh, it's called the Last Green Valley. And I did a, a residency at three different schools where I had kids collect oral histories and then write songs based on the oral histories that they collected. One was a rural school here in Pomfret where there were still lots of farms and stuff. And then there was a an old mill town in Thompson and then sort of an urban area in Willimantic, which is a small urban area, but 
definitely an urban area. I worked with the kids in those three schools, and they all got to meet each other and then sing together with like 150 kids. It was really an amazing project. But also, in addition to having the kids write songs, I wrote songs, and they were all based on primary historical documents. And so one of the songs that I wrote was based on the epitaphs of four different gravestones, and they were all in the same family. And those came from a book that this guy wrote. He basically went to the town of Preston, where there were seven different cemeteries, and he documented every single gravestone in all seven cemeteries. So he wrote down the epitaphs and all the information on each one of those gravestones. It's a good thing he did it because a lot of them are now illegible. So anyway, these four gravestones that I took were all in the same family. And the reason I mention this is because going back to the children, one of the schools in Willimantic that I worked at, there was a little boy who literally sat under his desk every time I came, and he basically lived under his desk in that classroom. He'd suffered from a lot of trauma and abuse, including, I believe, the loss of at least one parent in a violent way. So the teacher just pretty much let him sit under there and I wrote this song, it's called Epitaph, and he loved this song, and he would ask for it every time I would come, and he would come out from under the desk to wow. sing the song. And, you know, music has a great effect on all of us, you know, it can touch people in ways that you don't even expect. Uh, this little guy, English wasn't even his first language, and this particular song has some fairly complicated language because it's epitaphs from the 19th century. But he got it, and I think it spoke to him, and it calmed him in a way that nothing else had done. So I think we should listen to it. And the song is Epitaph, Sally Rogers. Fare thee well, sweet bud of beauty, little Eliza, fare thee well. Thou wast too pure and lovely here on earth to dwell. We shall meet again, we shall meet again, we shall meet again, it will not be long. Her little form lies buried here, her spirit's gone to heaven above. Twas hard to part and shed a tear for one by us.
That touching song is called Epitaph. Sally Rogers is sharing it here today for Song of the Soul. Her website is sallyrogers.com. Of course, the link is on northernspiritradio.org. She's in Connecticut, and those epitaphs were actually from Cemetery in Preston, Connecticut, cemeteries. As you speak of the boy sitting under his desk, you and I are the same age. We're now drawing Medicare. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) That was a happy day, I have to say. Uh, Even more so since uh, evidently an appeals court just ruled the individual mandate unconstitutional. So we're going to be dealing with that crap. But yeah. The kid sitting under the desk reminded, we probably did that too, but it was for duck and cover, remember? (laughs) Well, I definitely did duck and cover. I remember doing that and thinking, what? (laughs) I remember even as a kid thinking, is this really going to (laughs) work? Sure. I mean, I had cousins who had a bomb shelter in their basement, and it terrified me. I mean, I used to think, you know, God, if you went in this bomb shelter, you wouldn't be able to come out. And, you know, how would you... It just, it all sounded so nuts, you know, that anything that we were thinking would be preventative in the case of nuclear war was certainly not. (laughs) But somehow we did survive the 50s, 60s, 70s, and who knows where we'll go back to these days. This is Northern Spirit Radio you're listening to. We produce a couple programs weekly, Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action, and we feature a number of other programs on our website. If you come to northernspiritradio.org and look at our website, you'll find that under our programs tab, there are about five others, a really wonderful variety of things, including podcasts related to climate change, and there's one that's called Bible Bash you'll really enjoy. All of these resources are on northernspiritradio.org, and when you want to go to sallyrogers.com, if you don't know how to spell Rogers, which really shouldn't be that difficult, you can come by northernspiritradio.org. You can listen to my interview with Sally from back in 2007, and all of the other fine people, including her dear friend Claudia Schmidt, the main interview with her. And I'm hoping, Sally, that very soon I can have you and Claudia together to do a joint Song of the Soul. Most people I wouldn't allow it for because I think each individual's soul is very separate, but somehow I see you two as having some kind of a unified glow to your souls. How do you feel about that idea? Well, we've definitely been hanging out together for 40 years, so we're pretty close friends. In fact, we're going out for oysters tonight. (laughs) (laughs) How did the two of you get together? How did that happen? Well, I wrote a song, which you heard, called uh, Lovely Agnes about my grandmother, which I never intended to sing for anybody except my grandmother. But a friend named Lisa Null came to my house one day, and she wanted to know if I'd written anything. I said, well, I've written this one song, but, you know, it's about my grandmother. And so I sang it to her. And she learned it. And unbeknownst to me, she then took it to the Prairie Home Companion, and she taught it to Claudia and to Jean Redpath and Helen Schneer and Lisa Neustadt. The five of them, they had this concert and a Prairie Home Companion episode. Powerful Women's Voices, I think is what it was called. Claudia had learned the song to sing it there. And I kept hearing that she had sung it. And I heard that it was sung on Prairie Home, although I didn't hear it on the radio. And then I got a letter from Garrison Keeler inviting me to be on Prairie Home because he'd heard that song. Then the following year, 1980, Claudia and I were both hired at the North Country Folk Festival, which isn't too far from Eau Claire, 
It wasn't too far from Eau Claire. It was in Ironwood, Michigan, and it was one of the best festivals ever. It was just fabulous. It, it featured traditional crafts and traditional music and true traditional music, you know, with the, he would bring up bearers of the traditions, including also Native American music and craft. Oh, it was just such a great festival. Anyway, the guy that ran it, Phil Casera, had in mind that Claudia and I ought to meet each other and we ought to sing together. And so he made sure we were both on stage together at the same time and we sang together. And so actually, if you get a copy of the We Are Welcomed CD, there's a photograph inside. Or actually, it's, it's on my new 40 Years, 40 Songs thumb drive as well. There's a picture of the two of us standing there barefoot, singing, probably singing Lovely Agnes, probably for the first time. I mean, it was <laughs> so, so anyway, that's history. And that's that's when we met. And we continued to sing together over the years, sometimes occasionally and sometimes more frequently. For about, I don't know, 10 or 12 years, we did a series of Mother's Day concerts in Michigan every year. That worked until I became a mother, <laughs> and it was harder to pull it off. But anyway, we occasionally we still do those every now and then. But anyway, we've been singing together all this time, and maybe we should play A Way Out of No Way now. This is a home recording. It's not a final recording by any stretch of the imagination, and it was made right after I had written it. So I think it may have changed a little bit since this recording. This is a recording that's also on YouTube, someplace on YouTube. I think you can look it up. But I wonder what the name of it is on YouTube. I think I, I couldn't figure out what to call it. So it's either called Now is the Time or Way Out. Of, no, it is called Way Out of No Way. That's right. So anyway, this was a response to the horrible, horrible, horrible shootings in everywhere, but particularly in Sandy Hook, which is in my own state. I knew the music teacher at that school, and she hid her kids in her closet, and I I imagined myself having to do the same, and no one should have to do that. No one should have to live with that, and children particularly. So I wrote this song based on the words of John Lewis, who led the sit-down strike in Congress. I listened to the speech that he gave, and the first verse and the chorus are pretty much the words of John Lewis, not of me. A Way Out of No Way, Sally Rogers. There comes a time when you have to say something. There comes a time to make a little noise. There comes a time for no ordinary action. There comes a time to raise your voice. There comes a time when you have to move your feet. There comes a time to step into the fray. There comes a time to end the silence. There comes a time for a safer day. There comes a time to be louder than the guns There comes a time to shout for the victims There comes a time to right those wrongs There comes a time to hold the hand of your neighbor There comes a time to end an endless war There comes a time to turn tears to action There comes a time to say no more It's the time to get in the way. 
There comes the time to ban automatic guns. There comes the time to keep guns out of angry hands. There comes the time to get it done. There comes the time to say we've had enough. There comes the time to march in the streets. There is a time for us to protest. There comes the time to save our I'm sure you can tell from that song, Sally Rogers comes straight from the heart, and she's all about bringing that heart into the world. The songs that you've heard from her over the years, and just this year, she released her 40 Years, 40 Songs thumb drive that you can get via her website, sallyrogers.com. That song, A Way Out of No Way, is very clearly coming straight from that same place where she so often delivers world-deepening messages from in her songs. Again, folks, we're speaking with Sally Rogers. Her website is sallyrogers.com. Find it on nordenspiritradio.org. When you do visit our site, do remember to post a comment on our programs. And we love the two-way feedback. We love communication, and we'd like you to do your part when you visit. There's also a donate button where you can help make sure this work goes forward. We're not funded by government. We're not funded by corporations, but by you, the listener. I also would ask that you support your local community radio station. Alternative sources of music and news are so important when the media is now owned, 90% of the media in the United States owned by fewer than six corporations, and that's ridiculously limiting. Your local community radio station and other local media are so valuable to provide alternative voices and possibilities, so please support them when you get the chance. And again, visit org. And let's go on to another song right away, Sally. Okay, why don't we go to We Will Build This House, which I wrote for our local chapter of Habitat for Humanity. And you did share this as part of your Song of the Soul back in 2007. And since then, how has the song progressed in the world and in your heart? Well, I don't know that it's changed a whole lot. I think the lyrics are probably still the same as they were. It's a wonderful arrangement on our album, Evidence of Happiness, that Claudia and I did in 2013. The song has certainly traveled a lot. A lot of regional habitats for humanity have used it. And if anybody works with Habitat and wants to use this song, they have my permission. I'm just kind of wondering, It's a this is a blue sky idea. How about three of you singing together, you and Claudia and Jimmy Carter. Wow, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> because with his involvement with Habitat, which has been so inspirational, I mean, there's hardly anyone who I think has been so inspirational going into well into his 90s now that he continues to do that work. It seems that he would be the perfect person to sing it with. I'm just putting an idea in your ear. Yeah, well, I, I actually sent the song to the National Office of Habitat for Humanity, and I never heard anything back, but <laughs> who knows? But yeah, that would be very cool. Well, I tell you, I put Jimmy Carter right up there with Ruth Bader Ginsburg as two elders that need to stick around a little longer. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, let's listen to this wonderful song by Sally Rogers, We Will Build This House. We will build this house with the strength of our arms, with the love of our neighbors. We will build this house. We will build this house as a shelter from all harm. With the open door of justice, we will build this house. A house of warmth, a house just right. A house to keep away the darkest night. A house of hope, a house of peace. A house where all within may safely sleep. We will build this house with the strength of our arms, with the love of our neighbors. We will build this house. We will build this house as a shelter from all harm. With the open door of justice, we will build this house. A house that's built to remind us all of how we are connected, whether great or small. A house of dignity, a house without shame, a house with With the strength of our arms, with the love of our neighbors, we will build this house. We will build this house as a shelter from all harm. With the open door of justice, we will build this house. We will build this house 
shelter from all harm With the open door of justice We will build this house We will build this house Two great voices sharing that song that Sally Rogers wrote. She's performing it with Claudia Schmidt. It's from the recording that she and Claudia did together called Evidence of Happiness back in 2013. The song is We Will Build This House. And so could you tell me a little bit about your construction experience too? My construction experience. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll build this house. I kind of figure you must know a thing or two. No, I just know how to construct songs. But I, I did go to the... What do you call it? The launching of the house that was being built at the time that I wrote this song here in Putnam. There was a, a house being built by, you know, the family that was going to own it and volunteers. And I got to meet them and sing them the song. And that was very sweet. I support Habitat whenever I possibly can. I, I first found out about Habitat back when I was in my 20s. I used to play at the Old World Cafe in East Lansing, Michigan, and this family used to come and visit, the Minnick family, and it was the mom and the dad and, and the kids, and, and he lost his job at one of the car companies. So they ended up going to Papua New Guinea with Habitat for Humanity, and they were building houses and things there. And then they ended up coming and had like, I think they, they had two kids when they left. And I think they had five when they came back and they ended up going to Georgia and working for the national habitat for humanity organization. And I believe they're still down there working and they're the ones that introduced me to the whole idea of habitat. It's a wondrous idea, and many people just get the idea of volunteers come together, work on houses. It's so much more thoughtfully constructed as a program. In the 1980s, I started to learn about the whole intricacies of it, uh, how it's financed and how people participate and form community as part of it. It's it's truly a wonderful way forward for the world, and which portion of the construction happens domestically and what internationally the building that it happens mm-hmm. there's so many good elements of it that most people are ignorant of and i highly recommend you get in touch with anybody you can about habitat for humanity near you and be part of building a house i think any good house building needs some singing which is why we have a wonderful person like sally rogers here today you provide a lot of material like that sally i mean you you create songs that people can sing and sing together and it's such a rich amount of music you've performed are there any real surprise songs that you've included on the thumb drive of music that you just released the 40 years 40 songs Are there any songs in that collection that are really outliers that were so dear to you, but the world hadn't really taken notice of yet? Oh, well, there are a couple. All of the songs have been released on other albums. It's a retrospective. But, for example, the Epitaph song was originally on the Songs of the Heritage Corridor, which really didn't get play outside of Wyndham County here in Connecticut. (laughs) So that one, very few people would have heard. There's also one called Song for Dave that's on an album that Howie and I did called When Howie Met Sally. And uh, that song... A bit of an outliner. Liar. I I think it's one of the best songs I ever wrote. The melody is wonderful, and I really like that song. I think it's pretty powerful. And it was written after the Iraq War for a friend who served there. 
And then there's this other song, which we can play next, called A Quiet Soul. This, again, it's another one of my very favorite songs, mainly because it was written for a very favorite person. Um, you asked me at the beginning about my spiritual influences. I grew up in a, an Episcopal household. My mother was the organist at the church, and so I pretty much grew up in the church. And my brother-in-law is the Episcopal Bishop of Chicago for another year. And then he's retiring. So that has loomed large in my life, although I'm not a churchgoer and I'm not, I don't consider myself to be an adherent of any particular faith. But I'm married to a man who is Jewish and my kids are adopted from India. And I have songs in the Unitarian hymnal. And then there's this song, which was written for Esther Mabel Yoder, who was a Mennonite woman in Newport News, Virginia. Esther Mabel and her husband, John David Yoder, invited me to write the music and the songs for some folk operas that they had proposed. A woman named Jo Carson was the playwright, and I was writing the music. They were all based on oral histories that Esther Mabel had collected, and other people as well, had collected in the in their community. She and John David and, and working in that community, that was a life-changing experience for me. And, you know, one of those great formative experiences, meeting those people, sharing in their stories, it was amazing. So anyway, this song, A Quiet Soul, was written for Esther Mabel when she passed. During the whole time that I was working on these projects, she was fighting breast cancer. When she died, I couldn't make it down to the memorial due to other commitments. And so I was fortunate to have this song drop in my lap, and I sang it into the computer and then sent the MP3 down by email, and they actually played it at the memorial. So that's what this song's about. And Quiet Soul has left this earth for Esther Mabel Yoder by Sally Rogers. One so 
2013, Sally Rogers and Claudia Schmidt released the album Evidence of Happiness. A song, Quiet Souls Left This Earth, was on there. Obviously, deeply rooted. I was actually wondering if Esther was someone you had known. There's so much heart and connection there. How in-depth did you know of her? I worked in their community for about four years. I stayed at her house a lot. In fact, my introduction to Esther Mabel first was by phone, but then when I came down to be interviewed for the position of writing these songs, they had a breakfast meeting at their house in the kitchen around this wonderful kitchen table, huge table. There were about 10 of us at the meeting, the board from this organization and and me. They got ready to serve breakfast, and they said, let us pray And everybody joined hands around the table, and I'm expecting a prayer to come out. And instead, it was four-part harmony singing a hymn. And (laughs) it was so beautiful. I said, oh, my God, I think I'm in the right place. (laughs) I was was in heaven right there at the breakfast table. Well, I don't know of any other person I've ever met who's written for Mennonite folk operas. And so you are now unique in my experience. Yeah, well, I expect so. Yeah, I was honored to be involved in that project. You know, when we gather for meals here at my little Quaker meeting in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and we hold hands in silence for a moment, and then we sing a song. So, you know, thank you for this food, this food, this glorious, glorious food, or or other such songs. I'm pretty sure we don't manage four-part harmonies, but it seems very much the right way to start a meal. Yeah. I think we have time for one more song. Let's squeeze it in here. Yeah, let's end with this one. I wrote this one fairly recently, and it's based on a quote from Dorothy Day. She said, there's no time to feel hopeless when there's so much work to do. And that's the chorus of the song. I just want to thank you very sincerely for joining me again. I really cannot believe I let 12 years slip by since the last time that I had you. Well, it slipped by so fast. I didn't notice either. So <laughs> but thank you so much for having me back. I'm, I'm really happy to have my voice heard up there in the northwest corner of Wisconsin. I love that part of the world. 
Well, and it's going out far beyond this. You know that our programs are on some 40-plus stations nationwide. Oh, that's and we're definitely over in Massachusetts in a few places, and there's seven or eight stations in California and so on. So this is going out to the entire country. Well, can I ask that any of your listeners that want to please sign up for my mailing list, my email list, it's on my website, sallyrogers.com, R-O-G-E-R-S, It'd be great if they just sign up my email list. It's right on the front page. So just go there and do so. That'd be lovely. And then I'll see you on the road somewhere. And remember to check out her retrospective of her music, 40 Years, 40 Songs, Thumbnail Drive. That's just been released, I guess, a week ago. So please get in on that, sallyrogers.com, links on nordenspiritradio.org. The song that you and Claudia sing that reverberates in my soul is Quetico and reverberates in the soul of my wife as well, who's a, a deep lover of the canoeing areas up there. Thank you for the music, for the joy, the inspiration, the world healing music that you bring to the world, and for joining me again for Song of the Soul. You're welcome, and thanks to Community Radio. And so here is the last song by Sally Rogers, No Time to Feel Hopeless. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul, No Time to Feel Hopeless. You read a book, one word at a time, one word at a time. You read a book, one word at a time, until your book is through. You learn to swim, one stroke at a time, one stroke at a time. Learn to swim one stroke at a time, then you can cross the pool. There's no time to feel hopeless, no time to feel hopeless, no time to feel hopeless, when there's so much work to do. You walk ten miles, one step at a time, one step at a time. Walk ten miles, one step at a time, until your journey's through. You build a house, one brick at a time, one brick at a time. Build a house, one brick at a time, and then you enjoy the view. There's no time to feel hopeless, no time to feel hopeless, no time to feel hopeless, when there's so much work to do.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.